Welcome to the Thrive Without Limits podcast with your host, Jake Deichler, an Olympian husband and father, where we aim to deliver an episode each week with an inspiring individual or lesson to help you thrive in your life. Let's have some fun. All right, what's up, Jake? Not much. Thanks for, thanks for coming out, dude. Thanks for having me. Heck yeah, man. Well, um, we were talking about cold plunge a little bit. You've been you've been doing this cold plunge craze or what what's going on, man? Yeah. I mean it's just um I think my biggest thing for it is like trying to challenge myself to do something that other people won't do. Yeah. Right? So like and it, when people say, Hey, that's crazy, that makes me wanna do those things. <laughs> like like the cold ones, right? Mine's sitting outside in the back of my house. Um, I mean, I have to like knock away a layer of ice, like an inch of ice, and then I can hop into it. It's two degrees out right now. Yeah, it's cold. It's cold. <laughs> so you're out in, you're out back. You're getting in this cold plunge. Have you had neighbors walk out and go, "What is this dude doing?" <laughs> yeah, this summer. Um, yeah, because our houses are so close together too. All my neighbors, they're the back of their houses are looking right at mine. Um, <laughs> and no blind. <laughs> my next door neighbor. Um, I'm getting into the cold plunge, and a buddy was living with me at the time, Devin. He also wrestled, and um, we had just dumped all the ice in. I hopped in, and I'm in my underwear, and Devin's standing there in his underwear, waiting to go <laughs> in the cold plunge right after. <laughs> I was looking over, and I'm like, yeah. I was like, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> out there grilling and just looking like what is going on yeah what do you guys do that's so awesome yeah i mean it's, it's fun though and it's all chilling about yeah doing different things Heck yeah well and first of all thanks for coming on and i mean i we we work together every day so i was like you know it's like every day like i mean but i just want to start by saying thank you i mean for those of you that don't know this is uh jake bajan We've been good friends 25 years, grew up wrestling together. Kind of, I know in car, college we kind of went our separate ways, but over time came back and now we work together every day. So yeah, it's kind of, um, know his family. He's a great guy. He's coach, um, amazing at sales. He also has a great family. He's he's a co ed coach at Anoka High School. How long have you been coaching high school, by the way? Ooh, it's got to be like four or five years now. I don't know. Yeah. And so, like you said, yeah, we grew up going to Anoka together and wrestled in youth there, wrestled in high school. And I we both wrestled in college. You went to the U, I yep. went to Southwest State. Yep. And then now, you know, just reconnected once we got back to living in the same area. And and now we, yeah, we work together. <laughs> it's so, well, and I mean, back to like cold plunge. Tell, tell us a little about this sauna you got. Oh, yeah. Now that you've had a couple. This is your what, yeah, second? This is my third. Third. So my third sauna, um, the first two I built myself, um, they were both indoor. And this thir- the third one here, um, I actually had someone else build. And it's actually, it's completely under my deck outside. And in Minnesota, obviously, it gets cold. It gets really cold. So there's a couple things already I'm kind of figuring out. Um, little details like the floor. The floor is cement. And it is freezing. Yep. So I, I layered some uh, insulation in there. And then now these benches are, are still cold. So I got to get some insulation in there. Um, and it's just a little different, you know, figuring those little details out. And, and that's kind of how you you just continue to learn and grow. I mean, it's like we were rest. 100%. 100%. Well, how like, 
you combine that with your cold plunge, I, I tell you what, it, I don't know if there's any way to make you feel better. Yeah. It's amazing. I just, I love the sound just like, I mean, because we grew up sweating. Yeah. So you had a sound, I grew up 100%. You had a steam sound, I had an infrared. Yeah. And I, I mean, I sounded every night because I had to lose weight. Me, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, a lot of weight. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was, there was some days I was cutting. Um, I would come in Monday. We had, we had our weight goals. Uh, Brandon Paulson, Billy Pierce, those guys set weight goals. And we're like, hey, you got to be at eight pounds over. Yeah. And I would show up. Oh, what sophomore year? Yeah. Sophomore year. Sophomore year was the worst. When did you show up after? Yeah, I mean, Monday morning, there wasn't there wasn't a time I was at least 20 pounds over. And I guess I got uh, Monday being 33 pounds over, I had to get down to 125 for um, on Thursday. Like, it's, you know, and, like, I actually just recently saw this video the other day. It's, like, when you when you have your goals yeah. or not your goals, if you, if you have something set in your mind, like, this is what I have to do and there's just no other option, like, it's just what you do. You don't think twice about it. Yeah, there wasn't a time that I thought, like, hey, like, I, I cannot make weight or I can, you know, it's just like, hey, I have to do all these things in order to make weight because I have to make weight. Yeah. And so I ran seven times a day or worked out seven times a day to, to get down. And looking back, it wasn't the best thing. And we learned. Yeah. <laughs> you get better at it. Yeah. On my, we're talking 30 pounds. Like, yeah. You know, and it's funny because you're different. It's different for everybody. Like, you got to be a mentally tough dude to show up that much over, make it and compete at high level. Yeah, like kids that show up and already been there where it's like, oh, wait, this is two pounds, three pounds. Yeah. That's 15 times that. <laughs> you know, so it's like where, I mean, yeah. I mean, those are the funny days, man. <laughs> I'm looking back. Every once in a while, you still have some of those kids these days. Like, you know, obviously being in coaching high school right now, and yeah. you you ran a whole, um, you you ran your own club for a while. Yeah. So you kind of know those outliers, too. Yeah. Um, there are some of those kids who just, they... They're either like born with that mental toughness, or they want they want it so bad that they learn how to be mentally tough like that. Yeah. Um. And most of them, those kids are not freak athletes. Yeah. They had to work for it. They had to work for they it. They had to work for it. To work for it. And I mean, and let's face it, like think about how much we've learned about the body and science and where. Like training recovery now. I mean, if it, fast forward to now, 2024, like I'm sure you guys with your athletes, right? It's like, hey, you remember in college, it's like you want to stick within seven to 10 pounds or, yeah. you know, it's like when you're dialed in, you feel amazing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's so much better. And actually, even just safety wise from concussions, being dehydrated versus not, like knowing now what we didn't know, you know, maybe 20 years ago, it's, yeah, it changes a little bit. Yeah, luckily, like, yeah. I mean, when I was cutting weight, I didn't really ever worry about cutting out water in the beginning. Yeah. So that was a big thing for me, which I think helped save me from a lot of concussions. Yeah, because when you get dehydrated, that's the first time, first thing that's going to go, you're going to get a concussion because your your brain is the first thing that's going to get dehydrated. 100%. I didn't. It's crazy. I, I had no idea. I mean, you know, that now as a coach, too, helps me with my athletes, which is, yeah, it's like, hey, let's, you got to be pumped 100%. 100%. It's, it's so cool because there's just so much to learn, so much growth that we can hang up in like, yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's well, wild. it is. But I, yeah. And I mean, 
I know we were talking a little bit when he came over just about this 12-hour tough winter experience this last summer and tackling new challenges this year. Yeah. You know, let's, let's not, so first of all, just to frame for everybody, talk about the race, why we did it, how it went. Yeah, we did. I mean, we did twelve-hour tough mother. So I mean, there's there's the the five k, the fifteen k. Um, so the five k is three point one miles. Yeah. The fifteen k is what? Six, oh, nine miles, ten miles almost, ten miles or so. Um, and we were like, you know, let's do the twelve hour and just see how far we can go for twelve hours. You know, we're we're running, we're going through mud, we're doing obstacles. And again, I, I think it just comes back to like we're our mentality is those people like we want to be, we want to challenge ourselves like yeah physically and mentally to do things that other people won't do or don't even like. Then why did you do that? <laughs> like I don't know. Well, it's like I feel like we did it, and I remember going into it being a little nervous because probably didn't. It was our busy season for work. Maybe I've trained in the way you should. You move into it, and you're like, am I really ready? You know, I didn't do but probably the long enough train runs that we should. Well, we show up, and I still remember it very vividly. It was like after the fourth or fifth lap, I I came in. There's six-mile loops where it's like 3, 4 a.m. It's 40-some degrees out, and you're shivering. There's Jack him shivering. And I remember you and Kevin coming in after a lap, you know, all you had was shorts on. You guys put those little emergency blankets on. Yeah, that's a couple drink, and boom, your guy was like, "Well, if they can do it, I I got my ass up. I'm like, let's go." Yeah, you know. Well, and like, and then even like, so when you're when you're there and you realize some of the preparation these other guys are are doing, like these guys are they're throwing their shoes away after the race. Like they knew. That they were gonna get that muddy, that those shoes were just done for. Tell I'm like, I had no idea, <laughs> no idea. Chairs, yeah, they flew in. They had chairs. They they picked up chairs. They threw the chairs away afterwards. The wetsuits. They had wetsuits. We did not know about the wetsuits. Uh, they had jackets. I mean, we're we're in just literally running shorts and a bandana. And you and Kevin crushing. You guys get 37 miles. You're top 25 in the race. Me and Lewis are here at six laps, right, or five, six laps. I remember thinking, oh, whole nut. You guys crushed it. Yeah, it was, it was, it was fun though. I mean, it was during the time it sucked. I mean, like during it, you're thinking, why did I even do this? Why? Why? Well, when you're in it, there's there's some dark moments. You only had a dark place. Yep. In that pancake. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. In the pancake. Afterwards, though, it's always afterwards. It's like. That was something like I can say I did that no, you know, very few people have done. Yeah. Or pushed them themselves that hard. Yeah. And that's what it's, I mean, really what it's all about. It's not about, you know, like it, it's getting tougher during it, right? Going yeah. into that pain cave and pushing yourself. But afterwards, it's like, yeah, you, you've got this to look back on and go, when you're having a tough day out on the job and you're going, I can do this. You know, I, I got that. I, I, I've done some things. And that's more recent, right? Because it's like, yeah, we wrestled about 10, 12. But that's different. This is this is now. Yeah. Okay, so looking ahead, 2024, right? Everybody's setting goals. A lot of the resolutions are already probably falling off. My wife said the gym was packed yesterday at like 4.30 in the morning. But what are you looking forward to this coming year? Any races, any ideas? 
Yeah, I mean, we talked about a couple. Uh, we've talked about one. Uh, it's a 150-mile bike ride, the Malahe. Malahe. Um, it's a 150-mile bike ride in North Dakota in the Badlands. Yeah. It's a pretty nasty trail. I mean, it's it's pretty wild. Yeah. And it's not easy. I mean, even just for a bike ride, like, one of our buddies, Kevin, um, shout out to Kevin Leiferman. Kevin! Ran the 150 so hold on, 100, 150 miles. Yeah. 150, running one mile sucks. 150. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 150. So, and we're, I'm nowhere near that level. Like, maybe legally I want to try a 50 mile run, but 150, I'm nah, not happening right now. So I'm like, all right, let's let's pull out the bikes and let's yeah. get the guys together and bike this thing. Amazing. Like, that's not going to be easy. No, it's gonna suck, but it's something that we can experience. You know, it's about that experience, about that challenge. Yes. Um, and if we can get signed up, I think that's definitely something we can do. Well, I know we got to get a hold. Yeah, we got to figure this race out. Yeah, signed up. Yeah. Make it happen. Yeah. I mean, another option. I mean, Kevin is for sure apparently running the uh, the Eli Marathon. Okay. Where you Eli 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 Marathon? Yes, marathons. You who carry a canoe? I'm not bobbing your head. Wait, 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 wait. This ain't what training. So you're not canoeing, <laughs> right? You're just carrying the canoe. Yeah, you're not canoeing at all. You're just carrying a canoe for a full marathon. By yourself, or do you have a partner? No, by yourself. Hold on, what? Yeah, by yourself. Whoa, your canoe. So the what about a kayak? Can you do like a kayak? These be forty pounds. Not that heavy. I had an aluminum craft canoe. <laughs> that thing had to weigh 87 pounds. You do not want to take that. Like, you got the old aluminum crafts, you know, 1967, Grauman. <laughs> if you don't want that, we're not at what No, that would, uh, you want some 130s. Actually, you had to carry your own canoe 20. Yeah, that's wild. I think more than anything, like, just this. Your shoulders. Your, your shoulders. You would have... Yeah, that's going to be. Imagine running a marathon with just a backpack on. Yeah. But now double that. Yeah. That's kind of like a... That's cool. Thing about military, right? They're doing rucks. Yeah, you're doing rucks. Ruck, that's a big thing. Well, I mean, probably not a full marathon, but, you know, it's kind of the same thing. That's a, I mean, and then you're going to hold that canoe so you don't drop it. If you, you drop it, I mean, I wonder if you can set it down. Probably can set it down. You think? Or they make you go walk backwards? Ah. Can't go back to... I mean, I said just blows me away. I... Yeah, I'm all for the mountain bike and this canoe one. I'm not gonna lie, but but it's gonna challenge it. And maybe since you don't want to do it, you should. I should do it. We should sign up and do it. I mean, you're not a good run, right? Yes, and that's the hard part for you is is running more than. Yeah, running is hard. It's not. It's, it's not easy. I mean, then, but there are different body types, right? Hundred percent. I mean, then you go to all these different sports. It's all different body types. Yeah. You know, gymnastics—they're they're all tiny little people. Yeah. Like the girls, they're tiny little girls when they're competing out there. And then you go to like wrestling. There's, you know, the longer torso. Usually, those guys are actually stylistic. You know, you No, it's it. I mean, they see that guy and go, he ain't, he's not a runner. Yeah. He ain't built to do this. Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, obviously, Marcus is. Yeah, he did it. Yeah. He did it. And 
They're like, if I do the burpee mile, and I'm like, the burpee what? Yeah, so now we have to try that. I think we could try that. I think we could do week. We could do the burpee mile. Yeah. Fine. Can you do it on treadmill? No. We'll, and one more. Yeah, we'll, we'll go to the track. Yeah, we'll get the gym. Track. I get the gym now. You see those gym outside? We don't want like to do it on track because your hands. Yeah. From like jumping down every time. How? On that like rubber. That would probably suck. Do you ever watch those YouTube videos of like gym fails where people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's somebody. Start doing burpee miles and ball on your fingers. We'll go, we'll go, we'll go to the. We'll go to the high school where I coach. Yep. And we'll open up the whole full gym there. And just go around. And anyone who wants to come in can come in. All right. We, let's do it. Measure it all. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's the like, what? It's January 12th. Yeah. Well, super February, February something. So we got like a month. So. Early February. Hit a couple of burpees to train. <laughs> yeah. A couple thousand. A couple thousand. So if we did the math correctly, it's going to be about 1,400, 1,500 burpees. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of burpees. Let me just say about that. Well, I love like Joe DeSena, right? The Spartan guy. He's always talking about waking up and doing 300 burpees in the morning. 300 burpees is tough. Yeah. I did. I mean, I did that a couple times. I'm like, it, it challenges you. It stretches you. You don't cheat. You're, you're not going to cheat a burpee. Well, you can't. Yeah. yeah it's like you're. Well, there's certain things. Now, when you're doing the burpee mile, you have to jump to get to that next burpee. So, it's a plyometric, plyometric squat jump every time. Yeah. Explosion. Your legs are. You kill them. You're going to be great. That's great. That's <laughs> squat jumps. I mean, like, that's a lot. Aid station in there. That's a lot. I actually, when you made me in high school, when you made me do that, that those pull ups. And what we did, like, I don't remember what. Uh, a couple sets of a hundred or something. Oh, did we? And I have never done like so many pulls. So like, you lifted a lot in high school. You didn't. I was not that. Yeah, but you were on a farm. I was shoveling yeah. and we were on barn strength. You ran. Yes. It's like I was a runner. You were you were listening. <laughs> and all of a sudden we're doing pull-ups. And I couldn't I literally couldn't I couldn't straighten my arms. They were stuck bent. Like 45 degrees, like right here, 90 degree bend in my arm. And I can't strain my arm. Though. I had to like pull them out slowly. So I remember doing the two mile, the buddy carry run. Oh, I really hold that one. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. You know, running two miles and buddy carries. That was wild. That was, that was pretty fun. Well, so just looking back, right? And I mean, on your life, share, share us a little bit, you know, growing up. You're from Champlain and Oak area, right? I mean, tell us a little bit about that. You grew up right outside the Twin Cities. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up <laughs> I grew up with three brothers. Yeah. Um, so it was uh, pretty wild. I mean, we were all about two years apart and now I have three kids of my own. Yeah. And it's like looking back, like I don't know how because I only have one son. And my son is wild. He is a little wild. He's a mini Jake. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, how could you imagine keeping up with the energy of four boys? You don't. That age. How do you know? I have no idea. That's why I think that's why my mom had us in 4-H, Boy Scouts, freaking wrestling. I mean, every after-school activity. Horse riding. Yeah, we horses. We showed horses. We showed dogs. We showed rabbits. Um, we, what else did we do? We played soccer. We played baseball. I mean, there wasn't some, I mean, if, if there was a sport, we did it. 
we had swim lessons. Like, yeah, it was nonstop. So just, I think it was just so that she could get us, you know, into something. So she, you know, some of us was basically watching us. So I can't keep up. Yeah, so you got to go do that. Yeah, so she can go pick up the other kid and bring him something else. Yeah, she was a taxi service. That's wild. Unreal. Unreal. Well, I remember not so much the champ, but coming over to Ramsey, you know, live a mile. I remember thinking, it's fun. It was so much fun because there was kids. There's all these things going on. And, you know, all these, yeah. that's, so what, all these activities you did, how did those shape your interests? You know, even just development for you, right? So personally, like one thing I've reflected back about now is like, if you think about like all the different things we, or I did, right? I mean, being part of the horse group, being part of, um, you know, 4-H, being a part of wrestling, um, like, right, wrestling's more like jocks, right? 4-H is probably not, right? It's more yeah. like, you know, home school. Um, and you're in two different worlds. So like, that's more country. Like, all these different things are different groups of people. And I think really it helped me now in where I'm at sales. Like, I can relate and understand uh, where all these different groups of people come from. And it's genuine because I've been a part of all those groups. So then it's like, now it's helping me in my, in my sales career. So that way I can, I can go out and talk to all these different people. And it's just easy because I've been part of all those groups my whole life. Yeah. So. Oh, and that's just, and you can't fake being genuine, right? It's like, yeah. you can't, people, people are, people cut through that. They, they, they see that. So it's like, yeah. How cool is that that you could, Hey, I've been part of all these different worlds. Yeah. And yeah, that, that shapes who you are. Yeah. It's pretty wild. It's just, and like, you don't think about those things at the time. Like there's times like, when you're like, I don't want to do this as a kid. I don't want to do that. Like, you're just like, you're being pushed. Yeah. You're being pushed. And, I mean, and that's what we do as coaches. We have to push our kids because they don't want to do things that they need to do to get better. Right. I mean, that's why you have a coach. That's why you, even right now, like as adults, like most adults need, you know, a coach, not a boss. They need a coach to push them in their work. 100%. Um, they need a coach to push them in the life. Like there's life coaches, there's, um, personal trainers, all yeah. these different aspects because it's harder for people to push themselves. And what did I, I, uh, one of the things that Brandon Paulson, I think he told you when you were younger, um, about being the best athlete, he said, once you can push yourself harder than your coach can, what was that saying? I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, yeah, you remember being able to wrestle when you're tired, right? Being able to yeah. do things that other people aren't willing to do, being able to. Yeah, but what is it? There's a specific saying. I think he said something like, you will be your best when you can push yourself harder than your coach can push you. Or yeah. Once you realize that you're the only one who can push yourself past your limit. That's what it was. That's what it was. Because, and let's face it, like, well, one, the impact of that coach, like, you know, this is 15 years later and we're talking about it. That's the impact it has. Yeah. Right. That's a, that's a lifelong imprint that that can change the trajectory of someone's life. So a huge impact too. I mean, let's face, and I'll be honest, like being able to work side by side with you, our group of friends that we work with, that we do these races with, it, it's an amazing feeling because when you have that tribe that's on the path doing the same things, now it's like, okay, 
they're doing it, I, I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know, I think it's it's awesome. That's because you get on an island and yeah, you can, but it, it's a, you know, that discipline, you, you're right. It's spot on. Well, I mean, these are like, like the right like, people. Yeah. Like, so one of my favorite podcast guys, right, is Joe Rogan. Yeah. And he talks about all the time in his podcast about tribalism, right? How people want to be a part of a group, right? Yeah. Well, if you create that good group, like we have, we're creating right now, like we're not. We're not nearly perfect, but no. we, we're trying to create a group that wants to be different and wants to better ourselves in different ways, right? And that's why we do these stupid challenges. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm describing. That's stupid challenges. It's great. It's great. Burpees for a mile. Yeah. That sucks. It's just outrageous. We've cold plunged every day this year in 2024. Yeah. We've gotten up, snow shine, getting outside. Get your butt in there. Girl, we get to do that stuff. But man, I mean, yeah, you just, yeah, you feel, you, yeah, challenge yourself to feel better. And for a time in like human history, like where we're supposed, where we're supposedly more connected than we've ever been. Yeah. Sometimes you can still feel like, oh, yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like where you actually, if you're not taking the time to be with those people, yeah, be with your drive and actually, you can feel disconnected. You can feel like, so it's important. I yeah, think you're spot on for sure. Because I mean, you know, a phone call is just a phone call in the end. You know, what I mean, you're you're not reading body language. You're not seeing facial expressions. You know, you're not you're not in the moment with someone versus you know, like I mean, the, the second closest thing is video calls, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Video calls now, but even then, and I I texting is so convenient, but I dislike it so much because. It's so many people, yeah, not think of that. It's constant, but like so many people misread things or misunderstand things or miscommunicate. It's so easy, yeah, in text message. It's like, yes, what, yeah, what does this really mean? It could be, it could be viewed, yeah. You say okay, and they're like, oh, he's mad, yeah, I'm not just saying okay. I'm just sure. Like, I don't need to, like, what else do I need to say? <laughs> if I put an exclamation point, it says, oh, yo, he's good. You know, I mean, yeah, 100%. Literally, you know, emojis and not even doing words. Yeah. You know, or, you know I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. It gets a little more. It does. I mean, it's more. I, mean, I can't wait for our kids. Our kids are going to go out there and be doing, you know, like, uh uh, call me. Call me. Yeah, that's all. I'm yeah, you're going to say, call. Yeah, just call. <laughs> What are you talking about? I'm going to attack the night. Where you at? It's 1130. Yeah. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> I'm kind of like one of those old school guys, like a little bit. Like I I can do, do a little bit of technology, but I am not yeah. deeply versed in, yeah, in like anything yeah. that's technology. As far as like how, yeah, how far you go down the rabbit hole. It's crazy, Mike. Also, my brothers, like they're, they can code, they can, you know, get their gamers, they're, they're into that. Yeah. But I, both people, you, know, you be good with people and, you know, it's different skills and. Yeah. I mean, you know, back to Anoka a little bit or just wrestling, your wrestling career. Talk about, you know, winning a state title. I remember that was a huge thing is being great friends growing up. Like, you know, and there's a lot of, whether it's a kid listening now, whether it's talking to the kids that you coach, you know, talk a little bit about 
what you had to overcome to win that first state title. What what it took. Oh, you, you know what I mean? Because there was a lot. I, I remember even I remember flying or no driving home from the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs because we were still great friends. I was like, I can't miss this. Like, I remember coming. I was like, I will be there. So when this happens, because you know, so talk a little bit about that. Yeah, talk about. I remember you texted me. You texted me or told me that like I had my girlfriend at the time. Um, I she got like a minor or something and you're like, don't worry, she's okay, nothing happened. Like trying to like, I don't know, beat her all the bush almost. Like, yeah. And I'm like, what happened? Man? And then eventually I got out you're like, she got a minor. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I nothing to do with one friend. Probably just trying to insulate everything. So there was nothing taken away. Nothing taken away. Nothing taken away from what needed to happen. It wasn't like, in the wild. Like, nothing to like, I don't even remember that. Freaking thing about that. I don't even remember that. Kids are, yeah, but like, so it, it, it all started in my, like, my sophomore year. Yeah. I mean, I cut a lot of weight to get down to 125. Eventually, my coaches were like, you don't need to be down at 125 because I kept beating guys at 130, 135, 145, or 140, 145. I beat all these guys that I shouldn't have beaten. Like, why don't you just go out? Go up to 130, wrestle 130. Yeah. And um, I beat this guy twice. Um, once at um, our duel, I beat him. His name was Josh Weidman. Then I beat him at sections. And then he beat me in the state finals. And I lost by two points. We took me down on the, or maybe one point. It was a wild match. Yeah, he took me down on the edge, and the, it was in, and the ref awarded points, and so I lost. Yeah. Um, and then my junior year, crazy enough, I wrestled the same guy, not Josh Wiseman, but another guy from my section, right? So I, I lost a Josh, or I beat Josh in sections. Now, um, in my junior year, I had to wrestle a guy in sections. Uh, the same guy I wrestled in state finals my junior year. Yeah. So Carter Adams this time. And Carter, um, he beat me in sections and they didn't, they didn't wrestle me on the duel. Um, but he beat me in sections and then he beat me at state in the finals. Lost to him by two points. Um, and so this would have been my third one, my senior year. And I had to wrestle Carter Adams again in sections. I wrestled in sections. I actually beat him in sections seven to four. Um, so I, I kind of came back and I was really, really going after him. Yeah. And then in the in the finals, um, I beat him by one or maybe two points. Um, yeah. He had the firemans, and I knew that's exactly what it was. So I trained just to beat that move, right? Just mm -hmm. to just to beat him. He's the only one I worked against I don't know, that whole year. So um, it was it was pretty interesting. I mean, it really, I just felt confident with my training, so then I didn't think about anything else. I was like, this is just what I normally do. I'll go out there and wrestle. You're in that place. Yeah, I trained for this one match. It doesn't matter about anything else. Like, yeah. I'm going to win. Yeah. And then I had to warm up. I was warming up with you. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, we were down there warming up and... You know, we're doing like one minute live goes where it's just like, or not even live goes. It was just one minute where I'm just going as hard as I can. Well, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. It's a weird situation. It's a long day. You're just waiting around wrestling. Yeah. And then you're back. in the <laughs> Sitting underneath the arena, just hanging out. You're like, what do I do with all this? And I can't eat. 
Because you got to make weight. You know, so you're hanging out. Well, most of the time, we just sit at the hotel. We wouldn't even get there at midnight. I just sit at the hotel and I'd be in my bathrobe. Lay out of the bed, flip up some TV piano. That's great. Um, so it was just, I don't know, just, all right, let's just do it. You know, we're here for, you know, that one mission. And when you get that, like, singular focus, and that's like, that's all you're doing, you know, is to go up and battle against that one guy, like, you know, win, lose, like, in the end, it really doesn't matter if you give everything you got. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because, I don't know, I mean, in, in, yeah, you want to win, but if you focus a little too much on that, then you might get frustrated or, you know. 100%. In your head or something else, right? Yeah. So. I don't know, it was pretty cool. Um, well, after winning, like, it was, it was a big, you know, I, honestly, I was so tired I couldn't freaking, I could barely even raise my hand. Trying to enjoy the moment. Yeah, I, I was so tired I couldn't. You're exhausted physically, mentally. You've given everything you have of your being yeah. to get to this point, and you're like, maybe it's relief. I, I, you know, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's, it, it, it was going to happen. It happened. Yeah. And then, like, confident. I remember when Kettler got done, because he was heavyweight. He got done. He won his thing. And he came, jumped up in his lap, and I'm like, yeah, you did it. <laughs> and he's like, just trying to breathe. <laughs> I, 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 get on, leave me alone. That's amazing. He was just like, I, I gave him everything I had. That's it. You know, that's how he won. And that's kind of how I won is like that same you know, you give everything you got, and you barely get off of it. Yeah, oh, 100. For sure. Because, and let's face it, sometimes when you win, it's like the old Brett Favre, it's like sometimes you win ugly. And it might not be clean or pretty or the exact way you imagined it. And yeah. you get there, and you're like, you're, yeah, 100%. You're like, I'm exhausted. Yeah. It was, that's, that's so, I mean, how about, you know, fast-forwarding to college a little bit? You know, I know after high school, right, you, it's like anything in life. You Everybody's going different directions. You go to Southwest State, you know, and it's all, just bring it, I mean, big picture college, right? Like, I know, were you a couple-time All-American at D2, right? Yeah, I, I played, well, I only played fourth there once. Okay. Um, I definitely didn't do as well as I, I think I could have. And I think that I put a lot more pressure on myself in college is like, hey, this is what I have to do. And I let him get the matches. Uh, well, not like the wrestling side of it. Like, I have to win. You know, like it was so much more pressure on winning versus, you know, just going out there and competing. And like, because I was the best guy in our room at, at um, Southwest State. I was hands down the best guy in our room. Like I could, and he, you know, Cole Wilson might say different things. You know, he's a heavy player. He, yeah. You know, he beat the number one guy in the nation at one point. Um, but, like, I could, I could ride him. I could, you know, I could get away from him. Like, hey, I could probably even take him down. I could get him so tired that, you know, he couldn't do a whole lot. But, like, those guys, like, and uh, other than my brother, Kyle. Kyle's... He was a battle. He was, he was fun to have there. Um, but other than that, like, I just put too much pressure on, like, trying to, uh, the actual aspect of winning versus just wrestling to get better, wrestling to compete. And 
kind of got a little bit of a head game, and I lost a lot of matches because of that. I mean, there was one time when I beat this guy from Mankato, I think it was like 17-2, to two. teched him in the second period. At Regions that same year, I got beat by him 11-7 to seven or something. Just something where you're just like, I don't know. I couldn't move my feet. I couldn't, you know, get my head up. There's all these things that I, like, I just, because I had so much pressure on my own self. Yeah. That I couldn't do it. And so it, it sucks. So that's one reason, like, I love coaching right now is I want to find those ways to get through those, to those kids who are struggling to just enjoy the battle and yeah. not... Not put pressure on winning and losing. Yep. Like, hey, I don't care what happens out there. Let's just give it your all. Yeah. Right. That's it. Let's focus on the process. Yes. Let's focus on the process. We're focus on just, you know, wrestling hard, being in a good position, having fun. Yeah. Right? That's it. I mean, if you can break a guy, I mean, that's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, and let's face it, like, you know, I feel like some of the best coaches were the guys that, and let's face it, how many guys end their career in the per with the gold medal, yeah. with the national championship, yeah. with the whatever it is? Let's face it, sometimes some of the best coaches in the world or that that we've maybe get exposed to they didn't play out perfect. Mm -hmm. And at the time, you're like, this is the worst thing ever. But then now looking back, it's like, think about how much more you have to offer your athlete. Yeah. You're like, I've been through this. I've walked through these doors. What was uh, What would be your best breaking someone experience oh break. <laughs> so and, and people are listening like breaking someone like it's it's a, a whole mental thing like i mean honestly you could you could even break them before you got on the mat like i you listen to mike tyson talk about breaking someone and and he would steer them down in the ring before he even got out there and he would know if you won that match even before he started fighting yeah like, what was your best experience for that? Oh, like, man. Too. And I honestly, I think it goes both ways. Like, I can't say. The thing that's about wrestling, I think that's so amazing is it, hum like, there's very few things that can humble you the way you can when you've been broke. Oh, yeah. Because I, I can tell you, like, to be honest, like, yeah, there was times where, hey, I beat someone. Now, if it's someone that's at your level and you happen to, now, that's an amazing feat in itself, right? Um. But, man, I, I still remember times where I've been broke. You know, I think, yeah. uh, to be honest, like, looking back, some of those, like, where you took it and then you came back and, and took it again. But then there's that progression of, that's what I almost enjoyed was, as crazy as it sounds, a challenge of, you know, I remember for, like, the, for example, the first time going down to the Olympic Training Center, I was 16, and I'm wrestling with a guy that I'd be to make the Olympic team. He beat me so bad. I remember actually crying, like literally crying. Because here I am, 16, wrestling a guy who's 30, 30 years old, half his age almost. He beat me so bad, he pushed me away. I'm crying. He broke me. Straight up broke me. And then, you know, I remember the next year coming back, and now I was like, all right, well, let's, let's see where we're at now. And now you're kind of battling with them. Now you're battling with them. Maybe you're sneaking a takedown here or there, scoring a point here and there. And then when you go to compete, like now it's now it's competition. Now the pressure it's like all the pressure's on him. Like and I remember, you know, getting I actually pinned him the first time we wrestled at like the US person. I'm never losing It's because it was so personal. But so I long story short, I just remember I remember getting broke, but coming back. 
you know, and yeah, there was times probably where, you know, I broke it. I, you know, I don't remember to be honest. How about you? You know, you know I mean, I don't know. There's one that one that sticks out to me, like that I remember breaking this guy. I literally, I I really believe I broke him before we even stepped on the mat. Yeah, like I'm staring at him. You know, he's walking. You know, pacing back and forth on the other side. I'm pacing back and forth over here, and I was wrestling at like 174, and I was probably weighing like 170. Like, or like 170, maybe like 174, 175. Like, I didn't have to cut weight. Yeah. I was not big, but I felt big. <laughs> and, you know, like those, you know, you just like feel, you just feel so confident, so good. Like, you know, and that's, that's how I was. I was, I felt good. And I was wrestling in this tournament and I'm literally staring this guy down as we were pacing back and forth. And we step up onto the mat to shake hands and I'm staring him down the whole time. And so it is just moving. As soon as we shake hands, I, like whistle blows, I drop down, double him right off the mat. He bellied out. He was done. He went right to his back afterwards and just pinned. And this is in college. That's awesome. This is in college. Well, it's mental, man. It's all mental. And he right? he did not want it. He's like, nope, I'm not. I want nothing out of like, this. Like, and I'm like, this was, it was just so wild. Like that feeling of like, all right, I, I, I literally felt like I broke that guy before we even got out on the mat. Yeah. Like, and I, that, that was. Oh yeah. The intimidation, <laughs> which he's like the goat, right? You're one of the best of all time. Yeah. I'm staring somebody down. They look away. Never. Yep. He's like, I'm never look away. I just, and then if they look away, you know, as soon as they look you know, away, they, you got a chink in the armor. You got them. Yeah. You got them. That was that was pretty cool. I mean, growing up with, I mean, Brandon Paulson, you, um, and some of these other guys in the wrestling room, like I, I mean, ah, we 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 had a lot of fun, man. Yeah, you, you were one of the ones where we, we battled every day, and I never felt like I ever could. Right? Yeah. Well, um, you kept fighting. That's what made you great. When I was smaller, when I was wrestling Paulson. You would great. <laughs> Happy. That's awesome. I was like the 103. Oh, yeah, yeah, little guy. 12, and that's when Paulson and he would, he would shove me into that. You know, he would snap me. Makes you tough. I love it. And I, I would cry. I'd start crying during practice, yeah. you know. But then I was like, all right, like, I, I got to keep wrestling. Yeah. And then eventually I got stronger and better and like it just you just kind of quit thinking well like the option of breaking it's just not even there like eventually you build so much resilient like yeah resilient like, hey, this is just what we, it's like your threshold it's like every like when you know we talk about mindset it's like your threshold just gets a little further you stretch that rubber band yeah. or whatever you want to say yeah dig the well a little deeper it's like just a little more a little more and that doesn't happen over in one well and happens Takes time. Yeah. And now think about as adults, we don't have anything that keeps us And that's why we do these. Well, life's so easy. Yeah. 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 Exactly. The challenges. Right. I mean, like, something to look forward to. So, it's not that same mental um, battles that we had when we were getting broke down, like running yeah. each other or whatever, you know, doing those. Buddy carries, or you know, building a teepee in your backyard and trying to trying to stay in there, <laughs> or getting smoked out. <laughs> the bonfire. I have lung cancer. Yeah, like, 
all right, let's go to TV. Yeah, you built the TV, and then we're in there. We're like, all right, let's burn a bunch of hay. That's like a hay. Oh my god. Oh my god. I like smoke for like two years. <laughs> it's like a smoker. Yeah. I mean, so looking back, right, knowing what you know now, I mean, what, what kind of advice are you giving your athletes, right? Like, let's say mentality wise, or what's your big focus right now with with coaching? Just, I'm trying to really get them to focus not on winning and just getting better. Focus yeah. on like the the small thing, like just battle every position, right? Yeah. Um, score the next point, battle position, score the next point, and enjoy it. Like you, like we don't work as hard as we do for not going out there and enjoying like like enjoying that battle. Yeah, the process of it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, it's tough, but at the same time, like you put in all this work all week long. And this is your this is your performance. This is your stage, you know. Enjoy it, you know. You know, strut around a little bit. When you work hard, yeah. right? I mean, enjoy it. Yeah. If anything, it's like you work so hard up behind the scenes. When you do get there, it's like it's fun. It should be fun. Yeah. For what you put in. Yeah. The preparation is done. Yeah. I mean, in kind of discovering these guys, like. Their two words, their, yeah. their, like, what motivates each one of them, right? It's a little different. Uh, everybody. Yeah, everyone's different, and it's it's kind of interesting. So, yeah, there's so, so much I need to learn still. Like, it never ends, though, right? I mean, it's like, okay. I mean, I want to get, I just want to, I want to be that guy who can just, like, all right, today, I know exactly what you need to do. Here's what you need to do to get, mentally to a level you need to be at you know like and i don't really care about physical more than anything else like mental is what it's all about if you can get them mentally tougher um in high school really you can beat just about anybody yeah just like if you're mentally tough and you can go out there and you you flick that switch and you're wrestling like you can beat 90 percent of the athletes out there God, I love that idea. It's like you earn that confidence. Yeah. And the way you train, you earn that right to, hey, and believe I'm the best, to be confident and be here. And mm-hmm. it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. I mean, now you just had a new, you have how many kids? Three. And the new baby, right? Yeah. Congratulations, man. Yeah. Lucky. It's great. It's great. Spring, summer, fall. It's a work season. I'm done a lot for work. Um, and then, you know, same thing. Now it's wrestling season and I'm gone. I'm gonna love for wrestling, yeah. you know, and so I do take a lot from my family by doing all that. Um, but I don't know if I could not do it. Like I just, I love, I love being so passionate about that and and trying to learn to get better at those things and yeah, you know, be around the yeah. I mean, as far as you know, fast forwarding from college on. And I know we're kind of getting a little caught up on your life, but it's like, 
you went from, I know you originally got into teaching. That was very that was something you're super passionate about, being in the schools and te- and coaching. Mm-hmm. And I well, know- My first job, before even teaching, my first job out of college, a buddy was like, hey, come work here. That's from my business to business, phone sales. Yep. So I was doing phone sales. Which is uh, not easy. No, it it's wasn't not easy. And so when I set up that company, um, my opinion was pretty horrible. It was just a different situation. On um, their current customers, it was all about new business, and they gave no profits to current customers. Really, yeah. for like really working to to continue to keep your current customer happy, that was like oh push them back now all you guys focus on is new business yeah like nothing else with current customers so there's just that um it was kind of silly yep um just in my perspective now um obviously during the time i had no idea and we weren't set up to be even really be able to be able to sell anything yeah i mean i might have sold a couple things the whole entire time i was there and that was it and but i dialed a hundred hundred freaking times a day. Like I was calling people left and right. I started creating some good relationships and I still couldn't sell them because our prices and this and that, every obstacle in the way was, it wouldn't let me. <laughs> so it, it for sure. So for sure. Uh, I left there and I went to a company called Jam. Um, they sold Apple device software. I remember that. Apple device management software. Yep. And then like, you know, they had an apartment that was talking to schools and it kind of got me thinking back that, all right, like that was always something you were interested in, right? But I was like, to get back to, you know, that's why I got my degree in teaching. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm going to need good teachers. I'm going to try and get back to that. And, and I did. I taught for a couple of years yeah. and it was good. Um, but then like I was, I was teaching, I was coaching, I had to work 15 extra side jobs. And then I had to work all summer long. Like you don't get your summers off because you have to work because you're getting paid less than McDonald's orders. When you had your you had your growing family, right? Yeah. You're you're trying to start a family and grow a family, and and I was like, this is not going to not going to be sustainable. So, um, you know, in my mind's always work running. It's like, all right, do I start a construction company? Because I was working and framing. Building houses. Yeah, I remember. So I was like, should I start a framing business and get going there? You know, like all these different things. And, and so my line started running. And finally, uh, my uncle, who was in door to door sales, um, he was managing a team of uh, um, hail damage restoration. And he said, hey, come out. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll teach you everything you need to know. And he brought me literally up on one roof. Told me to watch a couple of videos and then said, just go. <laughs> so he didn't really teach me anything, but I ran with it and I absolutely love it. Like you get to meet so many new people, you get to help people. And if you're doing a really good job, like I think we do compared to some others, like you're, you're taking care of them where they wouldn't be able to get taken care of with other people. Like yeah. some of these other guys don't know what they're doing or, or assume that they do, or, you know, there's, I don't know. Yeah. I think we're just on a different level as far as our understanding. Customer service, right? Taking care of the customer. Yeah. Customer service, you know, and obviously we're trying to get better at that too. Yeah. You know, we're, you know, we want to be the best. hundred percent. Well, and, 
I mean, what do you bring a lot of that? You know, I'm sure your background, right? Your wrestling mentality, that transition. Are you getting to the point in life where you realize like, hey, maybe I did learn some lessons from this that I can apply to to sales, to family, to Well yeah. Well, I mean the the wrestling side of thing is like it, I was a hard always the hardest worker, you know, trying to be the hardest worker where I was at. Like obviously, um you're a little bit better than I was in high school. Just a little. <laughs> but um like just trying to keep up with you. You know, it got me that much better. Then in college, I was the hardest worker there for four years, like, because I just wanted to be better than everyone else. And, like, now that same thing for call or for door-to-door sales is we're all on our own. Yeah. We're 100% on our own when we're out there. Like, we don't really have anyone. We call each other. No one's coming to save you. Yeah. No one's coming to. Yeah. To... We just call each other and say, hey, how's it going? Different things like that. But mostly... Like we gotta be motivated, just get back out there and sell. Yeah. And then like it's it's tough, but that that idea of like independent working is the same thing as like when we're wrestling, right? If we don't do the right things, we're not gonna end up winning that match. Right. So like practice, like you're working your ass off during practice to be able to win that match out there on on game day, right? Well, if you're not knocking a hundred doors you're not going to get the sale where the next guy might, yeah. you know, like those same things. And it's kind of all applies. Um, and then I, uh, for me, my background in you know, all the different, you know, four, eight. Yeah. Ways, yeah. Well, it's all that different stuff. And then you can relate to so many yeah, people, sales, like, so many different ways. Yeah. That's amazing. It's awesome. I mean, it's, I still have a lot to learn there. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I know it's so cool. It's like, how fortunate and how awesome is that? I mean, we get to work alongside friends, right? And built this, this, like you said, you build tribes. You have your, you know, your kids have school friends, sports friends, home, family, you got all these different facets of your life. But it's like when you can have friends you get to work with day to day, I mean, that, that's pretty special. Yeah. I have fun doing it. Yeah. It's been, it's been pretty rewarding. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Not too many people get to be able to work with or, be around their friends like that much. Yeah. You know, and it's like, whether it's friends, family, whoever, those like-minded people who want to be better. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's the, that's the cool, it's a cool niche. It is. It's a cool spot. Yeah. It's a re- it's a good spot to be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, what do you feel like, you know, you're one of the, you, well, you are the top sales guy and you have been the last two out of three years. You know, how do you balance that? You you know, you got your personal life, you got coaching, you've got family. I mean, how are you? It's sacrifice. Yeah. You know, and as much as I want more time with my family, I have to sacrifice that family time a little bit to be able to be out there knocking more, to be able to handle those customers just a little bit more. And if I don't, then I won't be, I mean, in all reality, I won't be number one. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. It's. It comes down to like sacrificing the time. Where are you gonna put your time? And right now, I've been doing that because I want to make sure that you know we're in a position later on where we're comfortable and and we don't have to worry about you know everything. Yeah, yeah. if I can do it now, you know, maybe pay that price now. Yeah, for five years or something, ten years, and then we'll be ready to go in a good spot. Sit yeah. on a good spot. I like it. I don't know. It sucks. It really sucks. Um, but 
I mean, because like, you know, you want to be, you want to be at home, you want to be there for every little moment. But I mean, it, when it comes down to it, it's like, like, I don't know. I, I love that. I love going out there and grinding. You know, yeah. And, I like being out and providing. That's, that's how you set it up, man. I like it. It's working. Yeah. You know, what, what advice, looking back, right, what advice would you give your 23-year-old self? You know, looking back. Um, a young kid coming up. I think I would still, I think I was still in college at 23. Let's see. I want to be just out, so 24. <laughs> you read your... a little pressure on Just wrestle, you know. Yeah. Who cares? Um, As far as right out of it, I would have gone right into, you know, business sales. I'd go right into sales. Um, the things you can do, but in reality, there wouldn't be a business if it wasn't for the sales guys. Like, yeah, that's what it is, and that's why they have sales guys, and that's why they pay them so much to service. Yeah, provide a service. Like, if you find the right one, the right skills job for you, you know, you can do tremendous things. Yeah. Like, and you can be comfortable, and you can live and enjoy your life. You know, and you can have plenty of family time. I, you know, there's some people, you know, and I think this comes back to not doing everything I wanted to do in college wrestling, not being, you know, the top where like, you know, that's kind of my drive to be the top. And that's why I'm, you know, a reason I do it in, in um, sales is because like, I still have that drive. I still feel like I have to be on top, mm -hmm. you know, for sure. So, but yeah, I would tell him like, he hopped right into sales. You know, start listening to every sales book, start, you know, yeah. going through those things and learning everything you can about sales and find, you know, really it's commission only, yeah. you know, sales jobs. That's where you're, you're higher balance. Yep. High risk, high reward. Right. Yeah. You know, don't be safe. Don't play it safe. Go for it. Go for it. Right. Yeah. Um, one thing that always stuck with me when you were, when we were younger, you told me a story, or no, you gave me the CD. Oh, it was a Lee Camp. Lee Camp. Yeah, I knew that. He had audio CDs or something. Yes, yes, of the time. Actually, New Year's, he messaged me and said, hey, thank you for telling the story. Like, he's wow. like, there's two brothers, right? And these two brothers decide that they're going to write down their goals, and they're going to kind of make it a little bit of a competition. So the one brother takes his goal, writes it down, Puts it in an envelope, seals it up. The other brother writes down his goal, puts it in an envelope, seals it up. After a year, a whole year, they come back. They open up the envelopes. The first brother opens up his envelope. And he's like, look at this. Uh, my goal, I was going to make $50,000. You know, like their goals were how much income they wanted to make that year. Yeah. And he's like, I actually beat my goal. I hit 75000 Like, you know, proud of himself, excited. The second brother's like, yeah, shit, like. I didn't hit my goal, you know. Um, I I wrote down a million dollars. I wanted to make a million dollars this year. But I didn't hit it, but I made five hundred and seventy-five thousand. <laughs> I should have shot higher. Shit, like shoot this. Whatever that. Same. Yeah. That's the problem, right? If you don't set it high enough. Yeah. You look back and you're like, why didn't I set it high enough? Yeah. We settle. Yeah. Our standards. Exactly. And then you listen to like guys like Elon Musk. And he's like, 
come up with a 10-year plan and do it in six months. And he's like, and then then that 10-year plan, you're going to be, you know, 50% closer to that 10-year plan in that six months than you would in in five years. Yeah. You know, you're going to figure out what's working, what's not working, and you're going to figure it out quick. 100%. I, I love it. I think it's great. Yeah. That's a funny, I didn't even, it's funny you bring that back. I didn't forget those stories. But it's like, oh man, that's refreshing. Because it's like, we forget it should scare you a little bit. And, and granted, I mean, what? It's, today is January 12th. Yep. I mean, we're, what? Almost two weeks out from the start of the new year. Yeah. This is when stuff starts falling off. Yeah. You know, so. You already taking the time to set those intentions to grow what challenges what are we taking on it's gonna be it could be a great year man i'm excited for it oh, yeah it's gonna be a fun year and that's a lesson and a theme like don't set it too low it should scare you a little bit yeah i mean and why not like what's it gonna do if you fail yeah you're gonna learn oh you'll pretty learn from fail times you win well yeah sometimes people think of like failures as this horrible thing but at the same time like if you're pushing your boundaries like yeah, there's always the outliers, right? Where you might do something that you get hurt or you financial trouble or whatever. But like in reality, like most of the time, um, is you you know, you set those high goals and you push yourself, you're gonna end up just learning yeah. and doing better. Yeah. You're gonna figure out like, you know, Tom says there's ways not to make life. Yeah, hundred percent. And I'm the one to endure. Yeah. I mean, let's face it too, like as much as I think fear failure, right? People fear it and maybe avoid it or you don't do certain things like you said because you don't want, that's that's the secret. Yeah. I mean, it's like you got to fail more, fail faster. Oh. So, fail forward, man, fail forward. I don't know. It's, Who says that? Fail forward. It's a book. I like John too. So he's a great author. Yeah, fail forward. Because that's the idea, I mean- and if you're not taking the risk, you're, I mean, you're never, you know, you get one shot, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, like, and that's the same, the same mindset and like goes back to what we're doing in this, this group of people. Like we're trying to, to, to challenge ourselves and get uncomfortable, right? By doing a 12 hour tough mutter in the middle of the night where it's 40 degrees out and freaking you're going through an ice bath and this and that, whatever, and you're freezing your butt off. Yeah. Right. You're doing a 150 mile bike ride where it's going to take 12 hours or whatever it is. Like, in the end, like, we're trying to challenge ourselves because, um, as you get older, like, I, someone said this, and I don't know who it was. So I apologize for not knowing yeah. who said this, but aging is the constant pursuit of comfort. I don't want to yell like <laughs> you know, just a number. I was a young crap. Just right? a number. Like, I want to be young with my kids. I want to be, yeah. you know, yeah, you know, young in my work. I want to be young at like coaching. Like, yeah, how to be young to be there with these guys, healthy, vibrant, yeah, energetic. And so, if you're constantly pursuing comfort, that means you're looking for easy things. Like, and we we do the opposite. We're looking for things that are not easy. But that's what makes him fun too. It's fun. And then I think I feel more when you do those things consistently, it's like when you are there, you are more present. You are more relaxed. You are more at peace. Like, 
hey, I, I did what I needed to do. Yeah, I can be here and be okay with it. You yeah. know, as crazy as that, it's probably wrong. You, you, yeah, 100%. Well, dude, well, thanks for coming on, brother. We'll share you. Thank you so much. You get your back on. That's it. Appreciate it. <laughs> Talk soon, brother. Thank you. We've reached the end of another impactful episode of Thrive Without Limits with your host, Jake Deichler. We hope the insight shared today will continue to resonate with you on your journey to unlimited potential. Don't miss out on future episodes by subscribing. And if you enjoyed today's content, we'd appreciate your feedback through a review. Keep thriving. And until next time, remember to live without limits.